you're entering the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Podbean.com. That's right. This is the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Tyler Morgan show live on podbean.com, the podbean app or listening on demand, wherever you'd like to stream your favorite podcast. So before I get into it, um, normally this is where I talk about APR coffee. Um, unfortunately last Saturday, a freak tornado went through the Des Moines, Iowa area, and it killed six people and destroyed the home of APR Coffee. Uh, Dave Matthews and his wife, Faith, and their dog, Mr. Clarence, they're fine. However, they have lost their home. They have lost the equipment that Dave uses to roast his coffees. So right now, there's really not a lot that they can do uh, as far as making orders. However, uh, in the show notes of this episode, there will be a link to a crowdfunding website that is not, I repeat, is not GoFundMe. I believe it's a Fundly. Um, that way you can go there and you can donate to help Dave and Faith rebuild their lives. Um, absolute amazing people. And, you know, this is the best way I can think of to support them is to, you know, help them. They're not asking for anything. Friends of, you know, the company, you know, listeners of Mojo Five O, listeners of The Blaze. Fans of the Doc Thompson show uh, and the Morning Blaze on both those networks. They put this together for Dave and Faith. So I'm just asking, you know, from the bottom of my heart, please help them out there. I can't think of anyone more deserving of that kind of help than Dave and Faith. So please that's the best way to support APR coffee right now is to help them. So that way they can rebuild, you know, Dave's got some stuff going on that, you know, they hopefully get APR up and running. So it's not shut down for forever. But again, that takes money. And, you know, I know it's trying times and they need all the help they can get. So please bomb my heart to you. Please. Go to the link that I'm going to put in the show notes and please help out Dave and Faith. Thank you so very much. All right. So getting into it, I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean, Juicy's mullet. He has been found guilty and sentenced to jail. For a horrible, horrible hate crime hoax. And that has, uh, that's already bred its own form of backlash in an op-ed piece from Kim Fox, the state prosecutor for the city of Chicago. And I start there or... Maybe I want to go with uh, CNN. CNN is, uh, if you haven't been following along, they've been in some hot water. I mean, they've had multiple producers busted for trying to solicit young children or you know, teenagers, kitty porn, stuff like that. Obviously, the Chris Cuomo thing. Uh, then... Uh, Jeff Zucker was hiding an affair for 20 years. 
okay, granted, that 20 year affair, it started at NBC and then it followed him to CNN. He hid that and he was all, he had CNN all wound up in Andrew Cuomo's business. Yeah, the governor of New York. I mean, there's so much to start with, but I think we'll go with some good news. And unfortunately, I do have to go over the re, the retort and rebuttal from Kim Fox. Those of you wondering who what that thump was, that was the old uh, Glenn Cairn sitting down. Was I get ready to pour me my glass? Away. I was running behind tonight, so. I <laughs> I haven't even poured my bourbon yet. And tonight's bourbon is Evan Williams bottled in bond, 100 proof, aged minimum four years to the highest government standards. All right, so Juicy's mullet. Former Empire actor. Well, okay. Do, 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 do. Jesse Smollett received a sentence of 150 days in jail and 30 months of probation while the judge slammed the actor as, quote, profoundly arrogant, selfish, and narcissistic, end quote, for faking a hate crime in Chicago in 2019. The former Empire actor will also be forced to pay $120,000 in restitution and a $25,000 fine. He stood up in court and proclaimed that, quote, I did not do this. I'm not suicidal. If anything happens to me when I go in there, you must all know that. End quote. Which. That leads me to believe. There's been, you know, maybe some threats that, hey, this is going to happen because blah, blah, blah reasons. Perhaps, or maybe perhaps, um, he's already sent goons to whatever the prison version of the Crafty Beaver is to get the stuff to create another hate crime that's going to magically happen to him while in prison. Is it going to be two more very dark white guys beating him up? There's a mega country around here. I mean, come on. Uh, Smollett supporters, including Samuel L. Jackson, Reverend Jesse Jackson, and the organization Black Lives Matter, wrote letters to Judge James Lynn asking for leniency. Even Smollett's 92-year-old grandmother got on the stand and asked for mercy. Judge Lynn criticized Smollett as he announced the sentence. Quote, There's some conjecture that you did it for money. Frankly, I do not believe you did it for the money. You you were making the evidence show close to $2 million a year at the time this happened. But the only thing I can find is that you really craved the attention and you wanted to get the attention. As we know, he filed the police report when he was, I was beat up by criminals on the coldest night of the year. They said, this is mega country, called me naughty names for a gay man. And then they put a noose around me neck. They didn't take my wallet. They didn't damage my Subway sandwich. Oddly enough, not even my clothes had scuff marks from getting jumped by two horrible white supremacists out on that Chicago street. And then I wore the noose all the way home and I kept it on till I called the police. I am so upset, Master Thespian, crying out. Yeah, so we know all how all this played out. The cops investigating it. Um, it's like, okay. You freaked over having the noose around your neck. Yet you wouldn't take it off. 
I wanted it on my neck. That way, you would have it for evidence. You would see it upon my neck. Master Thespian crying some more. Uh-huh. And you're eating the Subway sandwich that doesn't look like it was smashed all to hell in a vicious attack. I was incredibly lucky that I kept my Subway sandwich. I dropped it out of the way, and after they got done beating me, I salvaged it. I am ever so lucky I did not lose my 2 a.m. sustenance on a night when it was like negative 25 degrees in Chicago. It's, it's all ridiculous. He stood up in court after a sentence. If I did this, then it means I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQQIA2 plus ad infinitum community. Well, okay, Juicy. Here's the thing. You're not the first person to think you're going to do this crap and get away with it. You see, a researcher who happens to also be black, he did a study on all these hate crimes. Hate crimes, hate crimes, hate crimes. Everywhere you look, there's a hate crime. And turns out that like 99% of these were, oh my God, I'm a cadet of increased melanin content of my skin here at the Air Force Academy. And someone wrote nasty words on the whiteboard outside my room in the, in the academy. I'm so upset. Um, hey, at the end of the hall, we had this thing called a security camera. And you are on the security camera. The night in question. As the only person approaching the whiteboard on your door. Everyone else left alone. They would stop and look and go, oh, my gosh. But no one wrote on it. You were the only one who wrote on it. So you're the one who did it. Or there's uh, the mayoral candidate, I believe it was in South Carolina. And my car was vandalized and covered in a sticky substance because racists don't want a black mayoral candidate. Um, ma'am, it's springtime. The sticky yellow substance you are referring to on your car is called tree pollen. There was, there was the Muslim, the young Muslim student. I was harassed and attacked because I wouldn't remove my hijab. I wouldn't uncover my hair while on the subway in New York. It was horrible. They beat me. They put me on the ground. They shouted mean words at me. Well, they, they found the, uh, the security footage, and turns out, oh, look, there she is. Oh, look, she went on her entire ride and was not approached one time by anybody. How dare you say that my story was made up? This is my truth. Yes, but it may be your truth, but it is not the truth. Jesse, there's a long history of people using the fears of black Americans to get them to be in more fear. It doesn't matter if it is white people being racist assholes and stoking the fears, but nay, it is a far more insidious use of fear. And that is black people making their own be scared. I know, I. Got this William Shatner thing going tonight. I can't explain what it is, but it's there. Gone! I know, that you're being goofy. No, it's not the bourbon. Stop looking at me. It, no, it's not the bourbon. You sit down in your corner over there, producer, and you behave. You behave. No, stay. See, these are things I have to deal with. 
my invisible producer in the corner that I, trying to take my whiskey from me. What a jerk. But for years, there has been a long history of African-American people trying to incite all sorts of um, hostility by preying on the fears of their fellow African-Americans, such as the alleged rape of Tawana Brawley. Now, this is way back in the I'm fat, Al Sharpton, in a track suit because I can't get any other suits to fit me. All I can get is Adidas. That Al Sharpton with the gold chains around his neck. He wove this wonderful, wonderful yarn about how police cornered Tawana Brawley and raped her in the back of a police car. It was awful. It also never happened. Like I said, uh, you want to bring up the dumbest race hoax in the history of the world? Uh, that would have to be the Bubble Wallace NASCAR race hoax. And yeah, I am willing to give Bubble Wallace a little, a little leeway here. And that is because while he was out running his practice laps at Talladega, that is when somebody from his team noticed the rope for the garage door was shaped like a noose. Granted, it was a small noose. The worst thing it could have hung would have been your hand if it got inside. And they said, oh, no, we, we, have, to go, we have to go to NASCAR. We have to deal with this. Oh, my God. The NASCAR, they, they approached Bubba Wallace and said, hey, someone did this in your garage. We know it's scary, but we're having the FBI come down and look at it right now. The FBI, they checked the security cameras. Notice that um, nobody on the day in question did anything with the rope. And while they determined that, yes, it did look like a noose, it was not a noose. And it was not there, put there maliciously. It was put there as a handhold to pull the damn garage door down. However, the stage was set for a great play to roll out on the entire scene of NASCAR. When Bubba Wallace started his car the next race. And he went to drive his car on the track. He was followed out by all the race teams. He was offered a part ownership stake in Richard Petty Racing. Which he turned down to be the star driver of Michael Jordan and Dave Blaney's new race team. All this happened. And it's all because of his half-white privilege. Ah, yes, that's right. He is half-white. He has a father who loves him deeply. And supported him for many years throughout his young racing career until he made it through the ranks of NASCAR to finally become a Winston Cup driver. I still call it that because that's what it was called when I was a child before wokeness, and you can't call it Winston Cup because it's sponsored by cigarettes. I mean, he made out like a damn bandit. But, hey, he did the crime. He faked an attack. 
He wasted police resources. And when called on it, he refused to acknowledge that, yeah, I did wrong. It was proven by a jury, according to a jury of his peers, beyond a reasonable doubt that, yes, he faked it. And he was ordered to pay restitution. Well, that didn't sit right with Kimmy Fox. This Kimmy Poo is not to be confused with the Kimmy Poo that I'm not a fan of in uh, St. Louis, Kim Gardner. So she she took to the Chicago Sun-Times to write this op-ed retaliatory piece. The tactics used are becoming common when cases involve progressive prosecutors. I worry it will serve as a deterrent to the next generation of prosecutors eager to fight for critical reforms. At its best, our justice system should make people safer, hold accountable those who seek to harm others, and earn the trust of its citizenry. At its worst, the system can be easily manipulated in furtherance of thinly veiled political agendas. Kind of like what's going on in D.C. with the one six trespassers and paraders. On Thursday, the damaging, costly, and disingenuous criminal prosecution of Jesse Smollett came to an end. As Cook County State's attorney, it pains me deeply to say that in this particular case, our justice system failed. Chicagoans deserve to know how and why it can and likely will happen again across the country. Opinion. In January 2019, Mr. Smollett reported that he had been the victim of a hate crime. From the first reports of the alleged attack, this case was treated like no other. When the preliminary investigation suggested that significant portions of his story appeared untrue, many of the specific details quickly found their way into the public sphere. Almost immediately, there were leaks to the press, causing the Chicago Police Department to launch an internal investigation. Then Superintendent... Eddie Johnson flew to New York City for a live interview on Good Morning America to discuss the evidence and Mr. Smollett's assumed guilt prior to formal charges being filed. Given the reputational price Smollett paid, the $10,000 bond we held, and the fact that he'd never been accused of a violent crime, my office made the decision not to further pursue a criminal conviction. This story should have ended there, as thousands upon thousands of non-prosecuted cases do every day. Huh. I wonder why those cases aren't being prosecuted. Miss Fox. Instead, taxpayers have spent millions of dollars on the criminal prosecution of a hoax. Last year alone, there were over 800 murders in Chicago. My administration has vacated over 177 wrongful convictions, 87 of those in the last three years. Rather than working collaboratively to stem rising crime or free the wrongly convicted, a small group of people hijacked the judicial system to enact what is best described as mob justice. Um, maybe if you would prosecute some of these <clears throat> thousands upon thousands of non-prosecuted cases, you would have less crime on the streets. Just a thought. Sadly, these tactics are becoming more common. Black women elected prosecutors around the country have faced the same mob mentality. In Boston, then-District Attorney, Rachel Rollins chose not to prosecute 36 people arrested for peacefully protesting a discriminatory charade called the Straight Pride Parade. Which, if it was a peaceful parade, what's the big deal? Why are you throwing a fit? I mean, don't they have a First Amendment right about their Straight Pride, just like uh, the Gay Pride Parade in June? Just asking a question here. In an attempted end-run 
in run around Rollins' prosecutorial discretion. A crusading municipal court judge pursued charges anyway and was stopped only by the Massachusetts Supreme Court. <coughs> Pardon me. In St. Louis, opponents of circuit attorney Kim Gardner are working to revoke her law license as retribution for her decision to prosecute former Missouri Governor Eric Reitens, who was accused of taking nude photographs of a woman he had tied up. Charges against Miss, Mrs. Greitens were eventually dropped. Okay. There's a reason why they're trying to have her law license revoked. It's called prosecutorial misconduct. I have a friend who works in the public defender's office there in St. Louis. He is friends with the assistant attorneys who work for the prosecutor's office. They are quitting every day because it's awful. She violated many laws, many standards of operation in, pro in trying to prosecute Eric Crichton's and Oddly enough, it was after he resigned from governor that, oh, all the charges are dropped. Ah, there's nothing we can actually do. Who knew? In Smollett's case, the mob was relentless, organized, and effective. A judge appointed a special prosecutor with unlimited budget to reopen the investigation into a nonviolent Hollywood actor, a complete disregard for the discretion that prosecutors must have to be effective and independent. As a former prosecutor, Dan Webb knows that prosecutors have that power, and more importantly, there is no abuse to discretion, abuse of discretion standard. In fact, the Supreme Court has recognized wide discretion in prosecutors, and that court should defer to the original prosecutorial dis decision. Webb knows this, and could refer to his friend Bill Barr's own remarks. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> you know she has zero problems with people who trespassed. You know, your Aunt Linda walking in with her Yeti cup full of Chardonnay. Well, that early in the morning is probably a Moscato, something sweet to really start the day off. Maybe some white Zen. I don't know. MAGA, woo, yeah, walking through Congress, you. She has no problem with those people being prosecuted to the absolute full extent of the law because it's a general deterrent. But if you use, if you use a poor gay black man and prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law as a general deterrent to get other people to stop making race hoaxes. This is all with the, the criminal justice system will, will fall apart all willy-nilly. Oh, my God. Oh. Shut up. There are a million and one problems in Chicago. 800 people died in one year from violent crime. Why don't you have more cops in Chicago on the south side, on the west side, places where high crime is, I don't know, an everyday thing, and having a police presence? Why aren't you working to break up the gangs? Why don't you have some sort of social programs to help with the situation that has all sorts of rampant poverty. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying throw mon government money, taxpayer money at this issue. You can't buy morality. You cannot legislate morality. But you know what? If you can find people who are willing to volunteer, people who are will willing to take a small check to, you know, in some way, shape, or form, serve as a role model to those communities that need it? Maybe you could get the crime in Chicago to come down.
You want to throw a fit because a special prosecutor took investigators away from crimes that you're not prosecuting anyways, that you admit crimes that go that are not prosecuted every day. Thousands upon thousands of crimes that are not prosecuted every year. You're worried about them, about those crimes not being prosecuted because you don't have enough investigators. Shut up. Your argument is disingenuous and is not backed by any facts whatsoever. And bringing up Kimmy Poo in St. Louis, who was looking at having her law license revoked because she violated the law. She used her position to cause a political rival to resign. And then instead of prosecuting a case that she was never able to produce any evidence that a crime had taken place. Yet she kept the charade going for over a year. You're going to complain that, oh, they're trying to get her law license revoked. Maybe she shouldn't have broke the damn law. Just saying. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through, so they have some of the best flavors. Cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz, Keto Made Easy. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine, beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. All right, so I know I got a little carried away with the old Juicy's mullet there, but you know what? Eh, sometimes it's good to get carried away. You know what I mean? Um, Before I start talking about how bad uh, we are, we as conservatives are hated by our own party, let's talk a little bit about CNN. Because CNN, they're, they know what an apple is, and they're full of bananas. So, right now, CNN has, um, they've damaged their reputation. Yeah, I know, it, it, it's a crazy thought that CNN might damage its reputation. I mean... Anchors who are routinely spouting opinion and not just covering facts. Um, Brian Stelter looking like a potato. The child porn, the pederasty, the, you know, Jeffrey Tubin and his Tubin around. It's all sorts of craziness, and especially if you get into um, the get into the Cuomo stuff, which I'm going to touch on that. Well, they're doing so bad that 
Oh, AT&T. AT&T had to sell off CNN because, well, the ratings just aren't there. And, well, there's been some uh, stuff leaking out. What's uh, about big changes? Now, Discovery Networks has bought CNN. CNN continues to run. Uh, this is coming from Blue State, Blue State Conservative. So CNN continues to undergo massive changes, coinciding with AT&T's corporate handoff to new owner Discovery and the ouster of former company president Jeff Zucker. Zucker left. Cuomo, it says left. Um, he got fired. And sundry employees who did the same as disgusting allegations of pedophilia came to light. Ratings have been in a free fall ever since Brandon was inaugurated and over-the-top fake news about Donald Trump couldn't be manufactured for its unthinking viewership anymore. You mind, I am reading this out of something I printed off to cover for show prep. <laughs> so, not all opinions stated during these segments are necessarily that of the show host. Sometimes... There are people who are just as bitter as me writing the articles from which I read. Uh, Sources close to the network are suggesting it seeks to transition to a being a more reputable news source, which will inevitably and necessarily include a change to additional public-facing personnel who will go and who will stay. This could get quite interesting and entertaining. Uh, John Nicosia has been following the story closely with some help from it from internal players. His revelations predict the new controlling group is set on returning CNN to no-nonsense coverage and that such realignment will require the release of prominent personalities that are far too married to bloviating, opinionating. I think they could just stuck with bloviating, but hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm not in charge of editorializing over there at Blue State Conservative. Uh, Nikosia, under the handle, handle at NewsPolitics, shared a series of tweets breaking the story. Source, John Malone, Discovery's board member, will play a huge role in the new organization's plan to return CNN to its news channel roots and dismantle the partisan organization Zucker shifted into. They continue, this will mean a large realignment of staff. This realignment will start with CNN anchors, one who was very close with Zucker, and will have a hard time transitioning away from opinion and will be out by the end of spring. Now, that could be Don Lamont, that could be Anderson Cooper. It's obviously not, not Cuomo, he's already gone. And it could be Tubin, it could be Stelter, I don't know. I mean, Stelter is like the uh, the unfortunate love child of Jeff Zucker, so I maybe I don't know. Also, there is a truce between CNN and Fox. As you have seen lately, Stelter didn't mention Fox once on Sunday. Discovery finds the war unproductive. More to come on the future of the media reporter at CNN. <laughs> Malone is using CNN's coverage of Ukraine as an example of the news network he wants back. Excellent journalists covering events without partisan peacocking. Comments on the channel war between CNN and Fox is super intriguing. Obviously, both channels attract much different bases, but some folks over at CNN see Tater Stelter. <laughs> they called him Tater. I love it. Operate entire programming and social media presences simply by commenting on what Tucker and friends are saying. It's not interesting and reasonable. It's not interesting and reasonable. People have been asking what seems like forever. Why Stelter continues to have a job. Wow. It's. That is clumsily written. Not interesting, extremely condescending, and in both listening and watching him is neither pleasing to the ears nor the eyes. 
The change in formatting is also welcome news, pun intended. Their coverage of Ukraine has been a disaster, but it's hard to place that blame on CNN when everyone's coverage of Ukraine has been a disaster. They have reporters on the ground trying to make sense of the situation, which is all anyone really asked of a news team. Go to the site, report live, and share what you're seeing and hearing. So, yeah, it's good that they're wanting to transition and, you know, go back to being regular news. And I know it's hard for some of them to figure out how to be a regular, old-fashioned, hard-hitting news channel. Ryan Stelter will probably go into conniptions eventually when he can't watch Tucker anymore and he's compl- it becomes completely verboten. But there's more stories coming out. I had a story from Vice, of all places, which I will give Vice credit when it's due about some really hard-hitting reporting on emails that came out of, uh, you know, the archive of one Governor Andrew Cuomo. You see, it's been said that, you know, me, you know, I'm Chris Cuomo, and, and my brother's the governor, and I would do what any brother would do if, if asked for my advice. You know, I, I advise him on how to on how he should handle a sticky situation, and, and the fact that I'm, I'm in the media, and the fact that he's the governor is completely irrelevant. Well, except, um, you see, it just wasn't like a phone call or an in-person chat where he's hitting you up. You were helping to draft speeches. So that way, Andrew Cuomo can stand in front, can stand in front of all the people of New York and say, I did not try to grow one of my aides. This woman is a liar, and nothing she says is true. I mean, you have emails from the Cuomo office to Zucker himself. So when Chris Cuomo says, says, yeah, you know, Jeff Zucker knew all along, the fact that Vice, 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 was able to get the emails you know, through a, a sunshine law, I forgot what they call it. It's the equivalent of a FOIA with the federal government. The fact that Vice was able to do actual journalism. What, what was it that, uh, that Rush Limbaugh used to call it? Scattered showers of journalism? And find actual truth in what's going on? Yeah, I am proud of you, Vice. You're growing up. Yay, Mazel Tov will have a bar mitzvah. Unless unless you unless you identify as female, they'll have a bat mitzvah, whatever. It, it'll be great. Lechaim. But yeah, it's ridiculous. And so this has left such a stain on CNN that you know, Discovery really has their work cut out for them to try and turn everything around. All right, so I'm a, I'm going to hit up some stuff here. You know, yeah, CNN, great. Yeah, this show is conservative. At least try to be. Every now and then I have opinions that apparently people don't like. Whoops. I would like to apologize for having opinions that you did not particularly care for. I'm sorry you didn't agree with them. But hey, they're my opinions. It's my show. I call it as I see it. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen. It's fine. I still love you. God still loves you. But generally speaking, 
me and you in the audience, we are generally in the same ball field. We might be on the opposite side of the field. I might be off in left field. You're off in right field. Meanwhile, all the action's going on around the pitcher's mound. But hey, we're all on the same field. Well, unfortunately, what happens when the pitcher turns around and he beans the second baseman? What happens if, you know, your cleanup batter who could easily knock a homer out of the park and win, he lays a lazy bunt down so he can get tagged. So he doesn't even get thrown out first. He gets tagged out by the catcher because he's jogging just because out of spite. Well, that is how the GOP feels about actual conservatives. Now, don't be wrong. There is a populist movement within the, within the Republican party or within Republican voters, within conservative voters that kind of lean towards the nationalist populist movement. I, I'm not a fan of that, but it, it is what it is. But imagine if you are a person who holds on to traditional values. Not big T traditional, just, hey, you know what? Marriage should be between man and woman. Don't kill your babies. Don't have, don't, don't have sex with underage people. Everyone, everyone should be given a gun. Everyone should own a gun and get the government out of, out of my life. These are fine things. But there are people who, they, they use all that stuff to get elected and immediately stab, uh, stab you in the back. Uh, to quote Steve Dace, liberals and progressives and Democrats, they'll pee on you and they'll tell you they're peeing on you. The GOP will pee on you and tell you it's raining. Well, starting to see such a rise in this. Um, this is a person in... Virginia, a pro-trans Republican, Jen Kiggins, voted yes on a polyamorous marriage bill. Pro-trans Republican Jen Kiggins recently voted with Democrats to rewrite Virginia's state constitution and legalize polyamorous marriages between three or more parties. Kiggins, who is running an establishment-backed campaign, establishment-backed campaign, that means the GOP says, hey, when you're running for uh, the second district, we got your back. We will give you money. Has a long history of voting for left's radical LGBT agenda, including opening girls' restrooms up to men. Ha <laughs> ha. Awesome. Like Senate Bill 868, also known as Virginia Values Act, which Kagan's voted for to open girls' restrooms up to men. SJ5 rewrites Virginia law in the image of the far-left LGBT lobby, legalizing polyamorous marriage in the process. SJ5 is actually a proposed constitutional amendment that would dissolve Virginia's current constitutional definition of marriage as a union between one man and one woman, and instead make marriage a fundamental right available to all parties in all situations without limitations. Legislators deliberately kept provisions barring polyamorous marriage out of the legislation, and the proposal mentions nothing in regard to age or even blood relation between marriage parties. So, if you want, if you live in Virginia and this passes, and you know you and your sister have uh, this uh, real Arkansas thing going between you. Hey, they, they're not exactly barring it. I mean, unless they're going to go over to the, refer back to whatever the state law on it, on incestuous marriage is, but you know, it's neither that my big concern though, um, with all the, the grooming you're seeing coming out of the left, 
children should know at the earliest age possible that to prevent pregnancy, anal sex is perfectly acceptable, especially if it's with an older man or woman, and they are only seven. We see it. I, the, the whole idea is put out there on a daily basis of Florida's don't say gay bill that has absolutely nothing about don't say gay written in it. <laughs> this says, hey, you know what? Certain things don't need to be taught to kindergarten through third grade students. They're pre at that point, they are prepubescent and probably not even thinking about that. Yes. And then when you do teach it, at, you know, from grades four through wherever, keep it age appropriate. Hey, this is the way your bodies are changing. Here's why your body's changing it. Here's the physical reasons why your body's doing this. And don't get into uh, pushing. Well, you know, if you, if you may have, a, you may have a, you may have a doodle dang, but you feel like you have a hoo ha, like you should have a hoo ha. Well, that's perfectly normal. Well, not exactly. It's like me saying, well, I know. Well, Mr. Morgan, you have both your arms and I understand you feel like you should have lost one in Afghanistan. So we're going to affirm that we're going to cut your left arm off. That way you still have your right arm since you are right handed. I mean, since when is affirm? The only time you should really affirm someone in that sort of mental mental state. Is if, I don't know, they have Alzheimer's or dementia and affirming whatever reality they're in is in their best interest. Whereas affirming mutilating your body for any reason is not necessarily in your best interest. But anyways... Now, throughout GOP primary campaigns, Kiggins, who is backed by Kevin McCarthy and refuses to support a 2024 campaign by 45th President Donald Trump, has been dogged by her left-wing voting record, especially in LGBT and other gender-related issues. Her front-running primary race opponent, Jerome Bell, is running a grassroots America First campaign that stands in stark contrast to her own. Bell has been endorsed by the likes of General Flynn and several Freedom Caucus members. Bell hasn't hesitated to blow the whistle on Kagan's history as a left-winger, especially regarding her vote for SB 868, which opened girls' bathrooms to men and was cited by the Virginia Department of Education, forcing schools to adopt trans-affirming policies like the ones that got multiple Loudoun County schoolgirls raped by a serial offending male who donned a skirt and said he was gender-fluid. In response, Kagan's has flat-out lied to voters about SB 868, claiming it was meant to protect members of the LGBT community from employment and housing discrimination. It has nothing to do with schools. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. Um, then you have other people. Now, this is a long story. I'm just going to kind of touch on it. Uh, this, this is actually a story from 2020, after, you know, from before she was elected to Congress. 2018, she lost election for Congress. And so in 2020, now Congressman Maria Elvira Salazar, she went on this huge tirade on Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has, is on video praising Fidel Castro. Which, you know, that's not shocking. It's Bernie Sanders praising a communist. That's like uh, me being in the mil being a veteran and praising General Winfield Scott. I mean, come on. Not a hard thing to do. But thing is, um, she went on this big spiel about how Bernie Sanders is bad. Yet Before he died, now Congressman, Congresswoman Maria Elvira Salazar, while working as a uh, 
journalist had this really super just praising, glowing interview with Fidel Castro when she called him Commandante and uh, an excellent revolutionary in Spanish. And just, I'm, oh, the vapors, I've got the vapors. Well, <laughs> she's at it again. Like I said, really? You're on video praising him. Uh, you did an interview with the nephew of Che Guevara. And, oh, my gosh, I got the vapors. I'm, I'm interviewing the Nate. I'm interviewing the nephew of Che. <clears throat> Seriously. Do you, do you forget your own past before you went off on Bernie a couple years ago? I'm just saying. Well, she's back at it today. Um, I say today, just a couple days ago, it's from the 10th. Calling for a U.S. enforced no-fly zone of Russia. Okay, she's not the first one to get a little hawkish on that, but thing is, she doesn't know what that means. It's like, uh, you do realize if we put in a no-fly zone, we'll have to enforce it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That means we'll be engaging Russian jets in aerial open aerial combat. Right. Which means we'll be drawing more troops and going into active ground war with Russia in Ukraine. And then she walked off. Apparently, um being told that, yeah, you know, just because a certain a large segment of America is hawkish and wants to go to war with Russia over Ukraine, that large majority of that majority has never served never will serve. And oddly enough, the higher income of or the higher wage earner you are, the more money you make, the less likely you likely you are to serve in the military. Therefore, the more likely you are to send other people's sons and daughters off to die because it doesn't affect you and probably your children aren't going because, hey, I've got the money to send them to the best college in all the land. They don't need to go to war. <laughs> Makes me sick. You know, politicians calling for crap, they don't even understand what it means. Well, at the same time, they will berate another congressman, senator, presidential candidate, whatever, for praising a dictator, while at the same time, you're on video praising the same dictator. The GOP loves people who love the state. Establishmentarians, I call them. Well, you see, son, we're the Congress, we're the grand old party. And we plan on keeping it that way. It's not about the Constitution. It's not about small government. It's about who controls the government. You see, imagine government is a, a runaway horse. And that horse is, is barreling to a cliff, son. Stay with me. We have to have control of the reins of the horse. Oh, so so the horse that ran over the cliff? Oh, nonsense, son. We want to be the ones holding the reins of the horse as it goes over the edge. And then as it goes over the edge, we're all falling to our deaths. We'll put the reins back in the hands of the Democrats and blame them as we all fall to our deaths. It's a brilliant plan. Ah. Uh, no. So, as much as the right 
has to support whoever the nominees are in your local races, in your state races, in those federal seats, whether whether they're the Senate, whether they're Congress, the president. I understand backing the nominee. That doesn't mean you have to endorse the nominee. It doesn't mean you have to believe and abide by everything they stand for. But at the same time, just because, you know, the House Minority Leader, you know, uh, Congressman McCarthy supports and endorses the candidate, doesn't necessarily mean it's the right one. All right, run a little overtime here, but you know, eh, whatever. If you're listening to it live, hey, you got some yeah, extra few minutes of a broadcast. It's well worth your money that you didn't pay to listen to it for free. That's cool. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast, again, it's a little extra time that you didn't have to pay for. Now, I know it's like I said, times are hard, inflation's going through the roof, everything is going crazy. If you feel like this podcast is worth your time and money, I could be doing subscriber subscription-based content. I want to be doing subscription-based content. Currently, I'm not able to. Maybe because I want my subscription-based content to be video, so you can look at this ugly mug. Right now, I'm working on things. However, if you think that this content is worth five bucks, please, by all means, donate five bucks. You think if you think this content is worth, you know, a recurring twenty dollar month payment, like you know what? That's five dollars a week worth of content. Plus, on weeks where there's five shows, that's an extra show that I'm getting as a bonus. It's worth my time. It's worth my money. Please, please, please donate to the show. Um, I'm not going to harass and harangue you. If you want to support this show financially, go to RelentlessDaring.com. They're on the homepage. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you will see a link for Ko-Fi. You will also see a link that says Donate Now. The Donate Now button takes you straight to PayPal. Go in. You can do a one-time donation. You can do a monthly donation, whatever. If you'd like to go to Ko-Fi, Go to Kofi.com, K-O-F-I.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. Wow, that's a mouthful. You can go up there again. Buy me a cup of coffee. That's what it says. Buy a cup of coffee. Three bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is. Or you can do, again, just like with PayPal, you can do a one-time payment. You can do a monthly payment. Again, money that comes in from you all, the listeners, goes back into the show. I don't have some fancy houseboat that that your money pays for. If I have a fancy houseboat, I'm probably doing some things that are kind of under the table. I'm not going to talk about because my wife hates boats. So you never catch her out on a houseboat. That means I'm probably doing something that shouldn't be just saying again, if you want to support the show, please Kofi.com K O dash F I.com slash Tyler Morgan show or you know, hit up that uh, donate now button at the bottom of the relentless daring fan or relentless daring.com. All that goes into uh, keeping this on the air again. Thank you so much for listening. Um, absolutely great. I actually do four things every week. Number one, try to wrap this up really quick. Number one, please hit the subscribe button, follow button, whatever your podcast app has. Number two, please rate this podcast. Five stars is look for five, except for three below. We need to have talk. It's okay. I still love you. Jesus still loves you, but we need to have a talk. And number three, write a review. Say something nice about the show. That way it pops up as a, you know, hey, you might enjoy this show. People can, re- people can read what you have to say about the show. If you like the show, you feel, feel free to embellish a little bit. If you're not a fan of the show, you're going to rate it one star. Um, if you want to go ahead and rate it, that's cool. Just don't write a review. It's, don't drag everyone else down. If you're miserable, eh, don't make everyone else miserable with you. And finally, please share this show. 
Share the link for the show on whatever your podcast app of choice is. Send it out there on social medias. Email it, text it, to the link to somebody, whatever. It's all good. Again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or RelentlessDaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7